up to Deuteronomy chapter 33. This is the blessing which Moses, the man of God, blessed the children of Israel before his death. He said, Yahweh came from Sinai and rose from Seir to them. He shone from Mount Paran, he came from the ten thousands of holy ones. At his right hand was a fiery law for them. Yes, he loves the people. All his saints are in your hand. They sat down at your feet, each receives your words. Moses commanded us a law, an inheritance for the assembly of Jacob. He was king in Jeshurun, when the heads of the people were gathered, all the tribes of Israel together. Let Reuben live and not die, nor let his men be few. This is for Judah, he said. Hear Yahweh, the voice of Judah. Bring him into his people. With his hands he contended for himself. You shall be a help against his adversaries. About Levi, he said, your Thummim and your Urim are with your godly one, whom you proved at Massah, with whom you contended at the waters of Meribah. He said of his father and of his mother, I have not seen him. He didn't acknowledge his brothers, nor did he know his own children, for they have observed your word and keep your covenant. They shall teach Jacob your ordinances and Israel your law. They shall put incense before you and whole burnt offerings on your altar. Yahweh bless his skills, accept the work of his hands, strike through the hips of those who rise against him, of those who hate him, that they not rise again. About Benjamin, he said, the beloved of Yahweh will dwell in safety by him. He covers him all day long. He dwells between his shoulders. About Joseph, he said, his land is blessed by Yahweh, for the precious things of the heavens, for the dew, for the deep that crouches beneath, for the precious things of the fruits of the sun, for the precious things that the moon can yield, for the best things of the ancient mountains, for the precious things of the everlasting hills, for the precious things of the earth and its fullness, the goodwill of him who lived in the bush. Let this come on the head of Joseph, on the crown of the head of him who was separated from his brothers, Majesty belongs to the firstborn of his herd. His horns are the horns of the wild ox. With them he will push all the peoples to the ends of the earth. They are the ten thousands of Ephraim. They are the thousands of Manasseh. About Zebulun, he said, Rejoice, Zebulun, in your going out, and Issachar in your tents. They will call the peoples to the mountain. There they will offer sacrifices of righteousness, for they will draw out the abundance of the seas and hidden treasures of the sand. About Gad, he said, He who enlarges Gad is blessed. He dwells as a lioness and tears the arm and the crown of his head. He provided the first part for himself, for the lawgiver's portion reserved was reserved for him. He came with the heads of the people. He executed the righteousness of Yahweh, his ordinances with Israel. About Dan, he said, Dan is a lion's club, lion's cub that reaches out of Bashan. About Naphtali, he said, Naphtali satisfied with favour, full of Yahweh's blessing, possess the west and the south. About Asher, he said, Asher is blessed with children. Let him be acceptable to his brothers. Let him dip his foot in oil. Your bars will be iron and bronze as your days so your strength will be. There is no one like God, Jeshurun,
who rides on the heavens for your help in his excellency on the skies. Eternal God is your dwelling place. Underneath of the everlasting arms, he thrust out the enemy from before you and said, Destroy. Israel dwells in safety, the fountain of Jacob alone, in a land of grain and new wine. Yes, his heavens drop down dew. You are happy, Israel. Who is like you? A people saved by Yahweh, the shield of your help, the sword of your excellency. Your enemies will submit themselves to you. You will tread on their high places. This is the second last chapter of Deuteronomy and it's the benediction or the blessing of Moses. And it's custom. it was customary in the ancient Near East that when a man, like a great man or say a patriarchal type of character was about to die, he would proclaim words for his family. We, um, we saw this recently here in Rockhampton, this type of a thing where we had a, a pastor in the city a dear brother, a great, great man, Pastor Brian Henaway, who had been the pastor of his church for a very long time. And um, he um, knew that he was going to be dying because of a kidney issue. And he knew he only had a few days left. And he was in bed. He was in hospital in special care. And he actually gathered to himself all his children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren. He gathered them all around the bed. And, and he said things to them all. You know, to some of the little ones, he said, you do what your mother and father tell you, <laughs> stern words. But in that moment, such there's something about it, something about the profound wonder of a man who's about to die, who's been a great man, who's lived a long time, speaking words. They carry a lot of authority and they can impact a life forever. We saw in Genesis 49, as Jacob was dying, he blessed the 12 tribes. And now this is Moses' blessing. This is the last thing we've got from Moses in the book of Deuteronomy because the next chapter is all about his death and Joshua writes it. Now, in Genesis 49, when Jacob blessed the, his 12, the 12 tribes, some of the blessings blessings were terrible. They weren't blessings at all. But it's, it's more like the prophetic words that are spoken over the, the lives of these people. But here in this chapter, the blessings are actual blessings. And we, we go through... And we if you were to compare, and I did this, compare the things that Moses said about the 12 tribes with the things that Jacob said about the 12 tribes, <laughs> the things that Jacob said were so correct. They were so accurate prophetically, like he, he predicted things. It was like Jacob's blessing was more like a prophecy, but it's more like Moses' blessing is actually a blessing, the way that we think of blessings. You know, if someone comes to the pastor at, at church and wants a blessing, you pray good things for them. Well, that's what Moses is doing here. And so when you compare, say, for example, Reuben, the first of the 12 tribes, you know, um, if you compare what Jacob said about Reuben, it was just nasty. It said that, you know, you went up on your father's bed and you defiled it and it, it said nasty things and the curse was, basically he was cursed and not blessed. But here, in Moses' blessing, he says, Reuben, you will live and you will not die. <laughs> what a turnaround. And um, you go through. When you read Jacob's words over Simeon and Levi, this is tribes number two and three, he says the nastiest things about them. But here, the things that are said about Simeon and Levi are just so great. You get to, it, it, it's very different here. We get down to Dan in Jacob's blessing in, in Genesis 49. He says, Dan is a snake. 
and that's pretty bad. And it says the snake will ride up and strike the heel of the rider. Well, and Dan, as far as all the tribes of Israel went, he turned out to be a terrible, terrible tribe in the course of time. The tribe of Dan ended up being the tribe right at the top, and it was one of the tribes that led the Israelites away from God. There was a golden calf set up there by King Jeroboam II, and um, uh, King Jeroboam I, and it led Israel away. And so Dan was really a snake that struck the rider. Um, but here, um, what Moses says about Dan is, he says, Dan is a lion's cub. And so Moses has all these genuine blessings to speak about all the tribes. Now, you might ask yourself, why are these so different to each other? And I think I figured it out. <laughs> I think that Jacob's blessings were prophetic. He was prophesying. And when you, that's why when you read Jacob's blessings, they're really accurate. Like he said about Judah, you know, about the scepter will not, you know, depart from Judah. Well, he's talking about the Messiah that was to come. It was all really, really accurate. But Moses here, I think what we're seeing is the heart of God towards his people. And if you think about some of these people, you think about the tribe of, of uh, you know, say the tribe of Reuben, right? They did terrible things. Reuben himself did terrible things in the past. In the future, the tribe of Reuben didn't become much. So its future was bad, but its past was bad as well. And yet the blessing here is almost spoken regardless of past or, or present or future. It's spoken as, as the heart of God towards this person. And it's almost as though this person or this tribe has to receive that blessing for it to become real. And I think this is exactly what God is like. Some people think that God decides everything for everyone and you've got no choice, that everything's predestined, but that's not true at all because the Lord speaks these blessings over these tribes even though he knows what their past was like and he knows what their future's going to be. But he still speaks the word of blessing over them like his heart is towards them and it's their choice to, to make that blessing come to pass. And that's what the Lord does for us. Like The Lord extends his mercy and his hand to you now, what you choose is completely up to you, and what you choose, the Lord knows. The Lord knows that you may come to the Lord and you say, Lord, forgive me of my sin. And he knows you're probably going to sin again tomorrow, but he still forgives you because the mercy of the Lord is towards you. But you imagine us, if someone came to us and said, could I borrow money from you, and you lend them some money, and then they don't repay it, and then they come to borrow it from you again, you're not going to lend it to them because you've judged them on their past. Or if someone comes to borrow money from you, but you know in the future they're not, that they're not going to repay it, you won't lend it to them because you know what's going to happen. But the Lord's not like that at all. The Lord doesn't treat you as your past or your future deserve. He speaks blessing over you, and it's your choice that will bring you into the blessing that is there for you. And this is what the blessing of Moses is like. God knows the, future, the past of all these tribes, which were full of terrible things. He knows the future of these tribes, which is definitely full of terrible things, which you know what's going to come in the Bible. God knows what they've done. God knows what they're going to do, but yet he holds out blessing for them regardless. And I think this is just the, one of the most wonderful chapters in the Bible because we can compare with what they had done. We can compare with what they were going to do, and yet we can see the heart of God so just wanting them to do well. This here is the cross of Jesus Christ in a blessing.
for us. It's the heart of God for all his people. So it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you're going to do. The Lord offers out to you a blessing and he just wants you to walk with him and let it become the reality. So Father, thank you for the blessing of Moses and thank you for all the words of Moses that we have enjoyed and contemplated the last six months as we've gone through the Bible from Genesis 1 right now up to here, Deuteronomy 33, the last chapter written by Moses. And I thank you for all the things that have been said to us and all that we have learned. And I just pray, Lord, that you'd bring us into the blessings that you have for us, that you hold out for us. In Jesus' name, amen. 